Hey guys, welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm feeling really good right now and I decided it would be the perfect time for part two of the Spirituality Journey solo episode series. I feel like there's just going to be endless parts to this series because my spiritual journey is never going to have a destination or a finale. So it's kind of fun that this is just a new series that I can tap back into and keep sharing with you guys as I keep learning more. And there's so much more of the story to get into. Where should I begin? So I wanted to sit down and record this. It's 8.30 p.m. on a Monday. And that is not my usual time that I record. Not that I ever have much of a recording schedule. If you know me, I'm very all over the place, very reflector, human design personality. I do not thrive on much of a schedule. But I will say usually after like 6 p.m., I'm not my best self when it comes to recording or working. I like to take it easy in the evenings, maybe do a little yoga, hang out with Jonathan and Hudson, watch a little Vanderpump Rules, you know. That's actually what I'm going to be doing after this. I'm excited because Jonathan's at a concert tonight with his brother and his dad and one of his friends. And that means I get to watch the Vanderpump Rules reunion part one when it actually comes on, which is super exciting because I usually don't really watch things when they're on TV, especially if Jonathan's not into it. But tonight I'm going to kick back with my Four Sigmatic Latte and watch a little Vanderpump. So I was inspired to do this episode today because I actually just went on a run on my treadmill for the first time in a year, um, at least a year, probably, yeah, the first time that I've run at all in at least a year, if not a year and a half. And it's really exciting because I have basically been living in bed for the last, how long? Um, year and a half, close to two years. I pushed past it at first, which is why I say it's more like a year-ish since I went on a run. But I'm finally starting to get my energy back after suffering from chronic Lyme disease for all this time. I feel like I'm finding my perfect healing formula and a lot of it has to do with my spiritual journey. So that's fun because we'll talk about that a lot in this episode. But I decided tonight, you know what? I'm going to go on a run. I love the endorphins. I love the way it makes me feel. I feel like I have the energy and that's how I want to use the energy tonight. So I did. I kept it pretty short. I probably ran like a mile and a half and then walked like a mile-ish in between. So it wasn't just a mile and a half straight. Oh, it felt incredible, you guys. I was sweating. My heart was pumping. I put my hand on my heart while I was running and my other hand on my stomach and just said to myself out loud in the gym in my building, you are so beautiful. I am so proud of you. You're working so hard. You're doing such a good job. 
You work so hard every single day to heal and treat your body with love and (sighs) you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing an incredible job and don't ever forget it. And it felt so good. And when was the last time I'm asking you now that you have told yourself how proud you are of you because you deserve to hear it. You really, really deserve to hear it. We all do. And that's something that this spiritual journey has taught me and continues to remind me. And it's an every single day practice. It's not something that you just master and then you become a self-love guru forever. It's a daily practice. Every single day I commit to being there for myself and to uncovering all the different ways that I can make myself happy, make myself feel so taken care of and so loved by me because becoming my own best friend has become my biggest healer. And that's what I want for everybody, every single person listening, all the amazing people in our Soul on Fire tribe. So today we're going to get into all sorts of details about my spiritual journey. I left off on a pretty um, vague note last time because my garage band kept quitting and knock on wood, that's not going to happen today. We're not going to let it happen. Technology, technology angels, keep an eye keep an eye out for this in this episode, for us in this episode rather. And I wanted to just get deeper into all the subjects that we discussed last time. So before we dive in, because I have so much to say and you know that the moment I get going, I won't be able to stop. I wanted to thank our first sponsor for today's episode and that would be the fabulous Thrive Market, which is the online marketplace where I do so much of my grocery shopping, so much of the shopping for my home products, all non-toxic, organic, and where I get Hudson's food and all sorts of incredible other things. So you can go to thrivemarket.com slash blonde, where you will get 25% off of your Thrive Market order. And you'll also see all my favorites on thrivemarket.com slash blonde. So the special thing about Thrive and what really makes them stand apart from all other marketplaces, both online and not, is that they go directly to the source. So to each brand that they work with. So there's no middleman that has to get paid. So the prices on Thrive are unbeatable. Everything is so much less than you would buy at any other place. So I'm I'm looking right now at all of my Thrive Market favorites. I see that Siete salt-free tortilla chips, which are, which are my favorite. They're salt-free and grain-free, are on sale for $3.95. That's pretty crazy because I'm pretty sure at Erewhon, I buy these for like... I want to say eight or nine dollars. So this is incredible. You're going to get a huge deal on Thrive. I want to tell you about a couple of my favorite things that you can find on thrivemarket.com slash blonde. One of those is Artisana. They have so many delicious nut butters, completely organic, completely raw. So 
since I'm salt-free and oil-free, I have to be pretty careful about where I get my nut butters from. I can always trust Artisana. I also get my coconut butter from there. And I get Jonathan coconut oil because he got really mad for a little while. Well, not mad, but he was not loving that we didn't have any oil in the house at all to cook with. So I started buying him Artisana coconut oil on Thrive. We're huge fans of that brand. I also get my Ayurvedic copper tongue scraper on thrivemarket.com and you'll see it on my favorites page. It's only $6.99. I usually order a new one every couple months because it does get a little gross to reuse it all the time. But if you keep it super clean, you don't really have to replenish for, you know, like six months. Um, But I really love this one. Scraping your tongue is a wonderful Ayurvedic practice that I learned about at Surya Spa long ago. They also have all my favorite Coco Kind skincare products. We had Priscilla, the founder of Coco Kind, on this podcast. If you ever want to go hear the story of her amazing, non toxic skincare, we also have my favorite Midnight Dark Chocolate from Eating Evolved. Kind of want to have a little bit of that right now, if we're being honest. You'll find all that on my Thrive Market favorites page and more. So head to thrivemarket.com slash blonde and shop around. They have home products. They have, you can shop by category, options, everything's non-GMO. Huge savings will occur. They even have organic wine. We know I don't drink, but for all of my fabulous friends who do, I recommend their organic wine. So head to thrivemarket.com slash blonde, shop around, fall in love, and enjoy. So let's just get started here. So where did we leave off? I believe we left off from part one, which came out two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, where I was talking about kind of earlier this year where I did ayahuasca for the first time and had really blissful, beautiful experiences where I saw my soul outside of my body reconnected with my soul's purpose here on this earth and saw so many different beautiful things about how important it is to reconnect with our souls and align with our souls. And I think a lot of why we get sick here on this earth in our earthly bodies is because we fall out of alignment with our soul's purpose. And also we're all deeply creative people, especially those of us who know that we love creativity and the arts and creating from the heart, writing, poetry, singing, painting, all of these beautiful things. I think if there's a creative project that wants to birth into the world through you and you haven't let it, and you're just doing your daily life and completely shutting the door to your spirituality and not letting all of that beautiful, beautiful creative energy flow through you, you're ultimately going to get sick, whether that is a physical illness, the way that that mine is with Lyme disease, or if it's more mental. I think people can get really depressed when they're in this situation of not letting creativity flow through them. People get really anxious. We develop insomnia. 
I have had all of these things so I can speak from a place of experience and reconnecting to my spiritual self and to my soul has made the hugest difference in the entire world. So a couple of things that I mentioned in the last episode that I wanted to go deeper on in this episode are first, the Pleiadian aliens. Uh, We discussed this a little bit and we discussed it last week with Brie Melanson and a couple of years ago with Nicola Berman opening up spiritually and celestially to speak to extraterrestrial beings. So if the whole alien thing is really out there for you and you're not sure if you believe it and you're not that into it, I totally get it. I used to completely close off when people brought up aliens. I had a roommate in college who was obsessed with aliens. I thought it was so weird. I hated every time she would talk about it. I would leave the room because I just wasn't into it. I really, really, really did not believe in aliens at all. But something that helped open my mind once I learned about extraterrestrial beings and light beings and started to learn and hear more about aliens from a spiritual perspective them being light beings with so many light working messages for us and no ill will toward us at all, I started to become a lot more open to them. So something that first opened me up to thinking more about alien life is that aliens don't necessarily look like they do in cartoons and movies and emojis and the different ways that they've been shown to us in the media and different places like that. Aliens are just anything that is separate from us. So if you believe that there's life on other planets, there's life on other realms and planes that are different than ours, which if you really think about it, there absolutely has to be. Because if you think about just the phenomenon of us being here on this earth, And how incredible it is that in space and time, we are here in these earthly bodies living this human experience. Then you've got to think that of all the other planets that we know of and that we don't know of, there's got to be life on those planets. And there's so many beautiful spiritual teachers here on this earth in these earthly bodies, human bodies that we're used to that have contact with these light beings from other planets and other dimensions. So when I started to learn about the Pleiades, which is a group of stars where the Pleiadians are from, oh my God, I was I was truly just filled with so much love more than anything else. And I realized these beings are absolute light beings that have so much to share with us and they just want us to be happier. So at first, before I started channeling the Pleiadians myself, I started diving into research of other people who were channeling the Pleiadians and speaking to the Pleiadians and what they had to share, seeing what they had to share. So Nicola Berman, who's been on this podcast episode, oh, I have to look it up. Actually, let me look it up. Hang tight. Nicola Berman. Wait, why does it say episode 120? That would be so recent. 
Um, no, episode 52. And then we re-aired it on episode 120. That makes sense. When I did the best of the podcast. So she was the first person who I met who was channeling the Pleiadians. And if you haven't heard this story before, I'll just tell it briefly. Nicola and I reconnected after many years. We only briefly, briefly knew each other in when she was living in LA doing an almond milk business. We reconnected when she was living in Ojai as an energy alchemist and spiritual shaman type of person, amazing human at the Ojai Valley Inn. Um, Side note, she's now officiating our wedding in November. So we've remained really close and I love her and everything she does. So does Jonathan. About two years ago, I had a session with her at the Ojai Valley Inn. She told me that I was connected to the Pleiadians and that they had a lot of messages to share with me about the work that I'm here to do on this planet and raising the consciousness and the vibrations here on this planet and just being a being of light and reconnecting to my soul and my spirit. And they just had so much they wanted to tell me and wake me up to. So at this point, I was past a lot of my resistance and I was just really excited. I was with my friends in Ojai and we were, this was new to all of us, but they were like, I'm jealous. I want to be Pleiadian too, (laughs) because Nicola had told me that I am Pleiadian and that's where I'm from in many ways. And then, oh, I have actually such major full body chills saying that even now, even now, because I feel so connected to them and they're so beautiful. So I dove into a lot of research on the Pleiadians before I started channeling them myself. I learned, so if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham, which is like a group of light beings who have beautiful, high vibrational messages to share about the law of attraction, manifestation, and living in alignment with our souls and our highest vibrational selves. I started to notice that Abraham Hicks had so many similar messages to everything that I was hearing from the Pleiadians, from just the research that I had done. So I started to think maybe all of these beings of light, which is how Abraham describes themselves as well, um, beings of light who don't really have a physical form and they exist in a vibration much higher than ours, where love is the only consciousness that exists. And they understand that we can manifest from a place of law of attraction, our thoughts become our reality, the law of deliberate action and all these other amazing things, then I started to realize, okay, if the Pleiadians are saying such similar things to Abraham, maybe we can chalk up all this alien stuff to just higher vibrational beings. And I really like believing in it that way because that way it doesn't make it scary at all. So society has taught us to be scared of all things alien-like. So if you've ever watched any of those documentaries about alien life and life on other planets and all these different theories out there about different theories, how the government has known about aliens for a long time and even why 
humans haven't gone back to the moon in so long and all these different things, conspiracies about presidents knowing about the aliens. I believe that people are People are so afraid of other life being out there because they're afraid that it is scary for us just because it's so unknown. But the way that I like to look at it is that it's not scary at all because these other beings that are out there, they want to help us. They want to help us to live higher vibrational lives and to come back to what we always knew before we came into these bodies that we're in right now, which is that we are all beings of light and love. And we can all return to where we came from, which we were all souls before we came into these human bodies. That's something that I believe really deeply. And I just know to be true. I've connected with my soul outside of my body many, many times. Well, to be clear, my soul is inside of my body, but it's also outside of my body. It exists everywhere um, in so many different realms. And I'll get into that a little bit more, but we can all return to our souls before we were our human selves when we got so wrapped up in this reality here on earth where we get really, really caught up in what other people think of us and what we do for a living and success and what success means and making money and worrying about people not liking us and worrying about us being weird and worrying about how we present ourselves in the world and are we enough and these fears and really what it comes down to a lot of the time is that we feel like we're not enough and we also are so fearful of the unknown we're fearful of death we're fearful of people disliking us when really so much of this is stories that we're just telling ourselves in our head so when i've been able to reconnect to my soul and remember what my soul's purpose is here on this earth and why I'm here and why I chose to be here and why I chose to be surrounded with each and every person that's in my life, including you guys. I'm filled with so much peace and so much knowing that all of this was so predetermined and I'm so safe and there's so much beauty to return to when we ultimately return to love, which is the appropriately named book by Marianne Williamson that changed my life. It's called A Return to Love. We'll put a link in the show notes. And we can always choose to return to love. So Marianne wrote that book based off of A Course in Miracles, which is a bit of a denser read. But if you can commit to reading a little bit every day and just checking in on it and seeing what the book has for you, It's all about knowing that life is a miracle and we can always choose to see everything as a miracle and we can always return to love. And um, that's when miracles start showing up in our lives, when we notice them and when we become grateful for them. So in the manifestation course that I'm creating, it's going to be a lot of teachings about recognizing miracles and being thankful for miracles and then miracles multiply in our lives. Like life is really so simple today. So I'll just tell you a little story about my day because I chose to see miracles the whole way through. 
And because I did, I believe I was gifted with more miracles. And so I slept for 13 hours last night. I went to sleep at 10 p.m. last night and I woke up at 11 a.m. today. The old Jordan would have told myself so many stories like, you're so lazy. You're so sick. Why are you sleeping until 11 a.m.? You're so unproductive. You're not professional. You need to immediately get on the computer and do the things that are important. Check your podcast show notes for the episode going live this week. Check your emails, respond to your text messages. The list goes on. I would have started my day with anxiety and with negative self-talk, but I chose to do something very different. I chose to wake up, thank my body for sleeping so soundly and giving this beautiful vessel of mine the rest and love that it needs to heal. And I told myself, I know, body, that you're very sick right now and we're healing from a lot. Healing from Lyme disease is no easy task. I'm on quite a few medications and supplements. I've been doing stem cell injections. And the only way my body can heal is by resting. And as someone from suf- who suffers from insomnia, it is such a gift to be able to get good sleep. So I woke up at 11 a.m., And I was like, you know what? This is perfect. This feels so good. I'm so blessed that I don't have to set an alarm to wake up on days like today. I'm so blessed that it's a Monday and I can stay in my pajamas and I have made my schedule as such that I don't have anywhere to be today. And I have friends in my life, friends and family and my love and readers who just get it, who I don't have to show up somewhere and be someone I'm not and expend energy that I don't have to give because people get it. The people who I love and who I know, they get it. So that's a gift. So immediately I'm waking up and I'm recognizing so many different miracles and I'm feeling so grateful for everything around me in my whole entire day. So from there, I did my favorite Joe Dispenza meditation for 23 minutes. It's his morning meditation. You can get it on Apple Music. It's free. And I visualized my future self basically as a version of the amazing Gabby Bernstein, who I love. Um, That's how I visualize my future self, healthy, thriving, living in nature, madly in love with my husband, a mom with a thriving career, going on speaking tours, writing best-selling books, having a message to share far and wide that's helping people live better lives, and actually walking the walk and talking the talk and spending a lot of time at home with my family and recharging and doing simple things like making healthy food at home and exercising and prioritizing that. So I visualized that all morning in my meditation. It was so beautiful. And then I decided, well, that's how I'm going to live my day today in that vision as I'm holding that beautiful future vision for myself. Then I got out of bed 
made myself breakfast, a delicious bowl of oatmeal, so good, where I mixed in some tahini and some granola and just piled everything on top. It was so delicious. And again, I thanked my food for nourishing my body. I thanked my body for being open to such nourishing food and just giving myself the gift of taking such good care of myself, not worrying about eating like this huge breakfast, quote unquote, huge, whatever size doesn't matter when it comes to food or anything. Even though I wasn't planning to move today, it's just like, you know what? I'm just taking care of myself, nourishing myself and resting. That is the best I can do. And that's a miracle too. So then I turned my phone on. I posted a little something for Lyme Disease Awareness Month and was connecting with my beautiful community. Many of you guys feeling really lucky to have so much support and a platform where I can share from my heart and just feel really good. I sent some voice messages back and forth with some of my good friends the beautiful Marissa Lace and Nikki Sharp and people who just get me uh, from the inside out. That felt really good. And the day was passing by and I could tell you minute by minute the rest of my day. But the whole point is I spent some time getting some work done, but it didn't feel like work. It was from my bed in my pajamas. It felt incredible. I went on a walk outside and relished in the beauty of nature. I've been noticing the flowers and the plants in my neighborhood more than ever lately and just like falling in love with their beauty and falling in love with the nature medicine they have to share with me and literally letting them talk to me because I know that plants have messages for us. So I've been getting to know each one in my neighborhood and there's so many. So that was so fun. I was literally stopping on my walk and sitting down just to stare at a rose garden in someone's front yard or take a pretty little boomerang of these beautiful flowers dancing in the wind. And I was just thinking, this feels so good. Like in the past, when I would go on walks, it would be about exercise and walking a little faster and counting my steps and trying to break a sweat, probably multitasking, being on the phone. And I was just in the moment, loving life. I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to Oprah's podcast, which is my current favorite because she has so many spiritual, soulful guests that just raise my vibration. And then I came home, did a little yoga, made a little dinner. I made kitchery for myself. My recipes on my blog, if you guys ever want it. And then that's when I decided to go for a little run on the treadmill in my building, which I talked about in the intro. And that was such a gift because I haven't been able to run and move my body like that in so long. Oh my gosh, I broke a sweat. I was pouring sweat. It felt so good. I was sending selfies to Jonathan like, babe, I just went on a run. And he was like, I'm so proud of you. Because he knows just how much I want to get strong again. And he actually said the sweetest thing to me the other night. 
because I'm always telling him, I just wish you knew how I felt. I wish you knew how I felt because you just don't know how I feel and it's so hard. And he was like, I do know how you feel. I hold your body in my arms and I feel how physically weak you are, even though you're so strong, so strong on the inside in every single way. But he knows that I used to be very athletic and very strong in my own way. And he knows that now holding my body, I feel very weak to him. And that's just true. Like there's no muscle in these arms and it's tough. I mean, it's just, it's reality. And I'm lucky to be able to move as much as I do because some people who are sick can't move at all. So He knows that one of my huge goals is to get strong for our wedding and just for life. But the wedding is a nice goal since it's in November and I can look forward to that. Um, So he was so proud of me. And basically what I'm trying to say here is my whole day was full of so many miracles and my miracles multiplied because I kept noticing them and my miracles look so different than they used to. Like roses in my neighborhood were a miracle to me. And because I was noticing all these beautiful miracles, I was gifted from the universe, from the law of attraction, more and more miracles, like finally being able to go on a run. And I can guarantee you that if old patterns had resurfaced today, as they often do, because nobody's perfect and no spiritual journey is completely linear. If I had woken up and let myself fall into the old negative patterns of thinking that I was lazy for waking up so late and jumping immediately to work and forcing myself to get on phone calls with brands and doing different things. I would have exhausted myself. I probably wouldn't have let myself go on that beautiful walk that replenished and recharged me. I might have beaten myself up for eating a huge breakfast and maybe not made myself such a delicious meal for dinner and for lunch because I had a delicious smoothie for lunch that was full of my self-referring protein pattern was so good. I probably wouldn't have had the mental or physical energy to go on a run tonight and other miracles wouldn't have happened because I wouldn't have noticed them at all. So what I'm saying is everything is about perspective. And when you shift your perspective to look for miracles every single moment, then they appear and ah, it's so beautiful. So that's something that I'm going to be teaching a lot in the manifestation course. And I'm excited for that to come out. But I want to go back to Well, it's all interconnected because this is my spiritual journey. But I want to go back to, in a sense, where I left off after I did ayahuasca in January. My eyes were opened so fully to just like the journeys of our souls and how our souls literally exist always. And it gives me chills. And I'm smiling so big right now because. reconnecting to our souls in the large scheme of what they are, which is that they've always been here and they will always be here is so healing. And then we remember that we have nothing to fear at 
all. So this is something that I'm trying to teach the people in my life right now because I I know this idea is not something that everybody is aware of or open to, but it's taught in all the spiritual texts. And I'm definitely not an expert on the Bible or the Torah or any religion really, but I'm becoming more and more and more interested in religion with every single passing day because I'm realizing that the people who wrote these spiritual texts were touched by God, by their version of God. And that version is different in many, many different people's belief systems. But what I've come to see God is, is, well, what I believe is that God lives within each and every one of us. And I've actually been on plant medicine experiences with mushrooms when I have like seen that each and every one of us is God. And like I stared at Jonathan and I was like, oh my God, we're Adam and Eve. Like I've never, I, I'm telling you, I am not connected to the Bible. I don't know that much about it. I have a lot to learn. I grew up Jewish, but I, st- I looked at Jonathan and it was just this huge soul knowing that he was Adam and I'm Eve. And every single couple on this earth also is Adam and Eve. And every single couple on this earth and every single person on this earth is also God. And I think if you really look at these religious and spiritual texts, that's the undercurrent of all of it. And ever since I opened my eyes to that, I have had some really interesting experiences where I've been receiving emails from specific people who I don't know, who just follow my blog, my podcast, and my my Instagram. And people have told me that the one thing that has healed them from their chronic illness or their autoimmune disease is finding God and finding Jesus specifically is what people have told me. And they're like, just read the Bible. Like, please just read some scripture and you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. And in the past, to be honest, I would have been so turned off by this. I would have immediately just deleted the email because there's a lot of things about traditional religion that I don't agree with and a lot of closed-mindedness. And it's never been a part of my life in many ways. So I've never connected to it when people talk about God and Jesus and things in, in that devotional way. But now I'm seeing how scripture can save someone the way that a few of these beautiful people who've emailed me have told me it's been for them because I think the messages that they're coming back to is that there is a higher power and it lives in all of us. And if we're connected and committed to it, then we are totally and completely loved and perfect and like we are here for a reason and that resonates with me deeply. So I really have a lot to learn. I've been saying this for so long, but I want to study Kabbalah and Jewish mysticism and I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to like 
devote myself to it and do it because I've been saying it for long enough now. And I know that there's so much that it has to teach me. But when it comes to my own personal religious beliefs, I know that I'm so connected to the divine spirituality that runs between all of us. It runs through me. It runs through you. And I believe I believe that God lives in me and God lives in you. And if you're more comfortable calling that your higher self or your soul or the universe, that's amazing. I call it the universe all the time. I call it angels all the time. And since I had that experience on mushrooms where I saw Jonathan as Adam and me as Eve, I was like, wait a second, wait a second, maybe, maybe our souls have been here so many times before. I mean, I've always believed this, but all of a sudden I could see it and feel it on such a deeper level. And when we can connect with our souls in that way, it's just so hard not to believe that everything is going exactly the way it's supposed to. And I believe that more than anything. I believe so much that wherever you are right now, no matter how hard it is or no matter how awesome it is, is exactly where you're supposed to be. Because if it's hard, it's always going to get better. And if it's awesome, it's always going to be up and down. And that's why connecting with anything that's happening in the moment and being happy in a conditional way because of something amazing that happens to us, it's always going to go back down. And we've got to just learn to be happy on our own accord. And to me, that's what spirituality is. And finding the different practices that have worked for me have been incredible. So after my ayahuasca journey in January, I started to really crave reconnecting with my soul again on that sort of level where I just, well, I was fully out of my body and you can listen to my ayahuasca episode to learn more about that. I just feel like the plants are so wise and they have so much to teach us and it really changed me and healed me. I can't wait to do it again because it healed my body in ways that nothing else has. But I know it's it's a journey and I'm going to be sitting with the medicine many more times to continue to heal. So the ways that I've reconnected to my soul again um, are one through mushrooms, plant medicine. I've done them super intentionally. Um, I've been microdosing a lot, which means just taking a very small amount and having different spiritual experiences with it. And every single time I learn something so beautiful, the plants have so much to share and so much wisdom. And Like I mentioned, it was on Mushroom Experience that I saw Jonathan as Adam and me as Eve. And oh my gosh, just so many other crazy, amazing things have been channeling through during those experiences. I had an experience on the beach where I actually saw heaven. I saw like my true utopia, which is just this place that our souls elevate to when we're ready. 
And we can actually live there while we are here on this earth and living. So that was a really exciting thing to see. It's hard to achieve, but it's possible. And I think that's probably what people are talking about when they're talking about enlightenment. And I see why people dedicate their lives to achieving that state because it's so beautiful and it gave me so much peace and wrapped me in so much love. And that's an experience that I'll share and go much deeper into in my manifestation course because I'm going to teach you guys how to get there too. No plant medicine is required. This is something that we can achieve through meditation, through connecting with ourselves, through reconnecting to our souls and our intuitions and leading from our intuition. But my particular experience that time at least was thanks to plant medicine, beautiful, beautiful, high vibrational mushrooms. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget it. I was laying on the beach and it was just, I saw heaven. And I also saw the opposite of heaven, which I wouldn't call hell, but it's the dark place that exists within all of us and exists on the other side of everything that is light. And I think what I'm coming to realize and believe is that living on the opposite side of darkness is basically the goal of life and it's what we're here for. And it's not easy. It's like the work of a lifetime, but to not get sucked into the darkness is what we're all here for. And that is what spirituality is to me too. So when you see that the universe lives inside all of us, it is impossible not to love everyone and everything. And I've been working a lot on forgiveness and doing the microdosing has helped me a ton with forgiveness. I had a lot of people to forgive. I think we all do. And I realized not forgiving was putting nobody in any bad position except for myself. So my mom asked me the other day, how do you forgive? Like, how do you actually forgive when like some things are unforgivable technically? Because we were talking about this one situation in particular, this one person. And I told her, I, I can forgive someone without wanting to um, be with them. Like as Maya Angelou said so eloquently on Oprah's podcast, you can forgive someone without inviting them to sit at your table. And I found that to be so healing and so accurate. And Maya knows what's up. And she actually like, I'll tell you a whole story about channeling Maya Angelou. She is incredible in every single way. She's such an inspiration to so many. But what she said really rang true to me. You, you forgive someone so that you can live without that darkness in your heart. And you can forgive them for them too, because maybe that will feel good to you, but you're mostly forgiving them for you. And you do not have to invite them to sit at your table, meaning you do not have to invite them back into your life for you to get burned by them again. But you can forgive them because somehow, in some way, they were doing the best that they could. And even if they weren't, 
they were doing some version of something that they thought was right at the time. So I've really truly forgiven pretty much everybody. I'm still working on some. I am a work in progress. There are things that happen that still feel really hard to forgive to me or hard to figure out, but I don't have to figure it out. I'm letting go of having to figure it out, but I'm also learning there's no situation that happens that I can't, how do I put this? That I can't make it work for my life. Like things used to happen and I would feel really, really, really out of control because it was happening and it was out of my control. Things that would happen in my extended family that I couldn't control. People really fighting and hating each other. Things happened when my family were the victims of a Ponzi scheme and there was so much hatred for that con artist who did that. And I felt all the time completely out of control. And now I realize I'm in control of my own life. I'm at the seat of my own consciousness, as Michael Singer would say, the author of Untethered Soul. And that is so freeing. Like there's nothing that happens that I can't handle. I can choose to have a handle on it and I can choose to... I can choose to see the light and I can choose to be okay. And it's a good feeling. I don't have to hate people and I don't have to point fingers and I can stay calm through the eye of the storm. And that is great. It's really new for me. I am just really getting it. I'm I'm learning how to do that and it feels really good. So Before I get further on that, I want to thank our second sponsor for the episode, Silver Fern Brand. Thank you, Silver Fern, for being my go-to probiotic, digestive enzyme, prebiotic fiber, and plant-based protein powder. Both chocolate and vanilla are so delicious. If you guys are listening and you want to learn more about gut health and more about why probiotics are important for you, then head to episode 103, listen, in, listen to the amazing Charity Lighten. She's the CEO and co-founder and chief nutritionist at Silver Fern. She shares all about what it's like to live a high vibrational life no matter what you're going through. She shares about gut health and why Silver Fern probiotics actually still exist when they hit the gut, which is really rare for probiotics. So. You're going to want to learn all about that, but I can attest to the fact that they really work. I take them every day. My gut health has turned around a lot and so has my digestion. I drink a Silver Fern protein powder smoothie every single day. I use their chocolate. I mix it with usually some nut milk, some banana, some spinach, a little bit of nut butter, a little bit of ice, and I'm good to go. I have it, like I said, every single day. I had it for lunch today. And everything that they have is delicious. We're even creating a product together that we'll be able to tell you more about really soon. So head to silverfernbrand.com and use the code BLONDE, that's B-L-O-N-D-E, to get a nice big discount on your products and shipping and all that good stuff. Um, 
Send me pictures on Instagram, Instagram stories. If you try it, I love seeing that you guys are loving the products. And now, thank you, Silver Fern. We'll head back into what I was chatting about. That's the funny thing about a solo episode is we're not really, we're not really jumping in or out that much. So forgiveness has been a huge part of my spiritual journey as of lately and something that helps me stay in that mindset and that mentality so that I don't fall back into my old habits very easily is that I meditate every morning, like I was saying, for at least 23 minutes to Joe Dispenza's meditation. And I meditate again at night and I choose to see miracles in everything. And I know at this point, if you're listening and you're like, why is this girl choosing to see miracles all the time? That's so annoying because my life sucks and like my life isn't great like hers. I know how you feel. And I too have days where I feel like I don't even have the desire to live because I'm in so much pain, both mental and physical. And I feel that all the time, but I make that conscious choice every single day to be happy and to 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 see and to feel and to experience miracles. And because I do, that's my person perspective and my perception of my own reality. And it's so cool that we all have that and we can always return to that. And it's so beautiful. So that is one thing, forgiveness that has been huge. Another thing, because I did want to call out a lot of the awesome podcast guests that I've had on this show who have really opened my mind to different things spiritually. And I think you guys can benefit from listening to those episodes if you haven't. Several months back, I'm going to check the episode um, number. I had the founders of Energy Muse on the podcast. This was episode 49. This was a long time ago. We also have a YouTube video together. I just looked on Google. I had... Heather and Timmy, who are the founders of Energy Muse, this amazing crystal company based here in LA in the South Bay. We talked all about crystals and why they're important in people's spiritual journeys and what they really are. So I feel like crystals are one of those things that can feel so woo-woo and seem so out there and people are like, it's a rock, like, come on. But I'm actually holding my favorite crystal right now, my current favorite. It's a rainbow moonstone and it's like a palm one. So it, it fits in my palm and it's like shaved down to be this perfect cylinder and it's so beautiful and it has really enhanced my life. So the thing about crystals that's so awesome is that for one, if they're with you, they absorb energy. And if you think of it, they're part of the earth and the earth is energy. So of course it's absorbing and emitting energy all the time. So different crystals are good for different things. There's crystals that are good for putting by your electronics. So they soak up EMFs. There's crystals that are good for protecting your energy like selenite, keeping you nice and safe. There are crystals that are good for charging other crystals because they don't need to be charged. And being charged just means bringing them out to the full moon or out in nature so they can get recharged from their original habitat and then taking care of them. 
by talking to them and giving them a purpose and saging them so that you release them of other energy they might have soaked in before they were yours or if other people have been in your home. So I think the biggest thing I learned from Heather and Timmy was to give your crystal a purpose. If you get a crystal and you bring it home, don't just like sit it on your nightstand and do nothing with it and expect for your life to change, but give the crystal a purpose. Like this is my creativity crystal, or this is the crystal that I want to use to connect with my angels when I meditate and get channeled messages from my spirit guides or something like that so that it has a clear, clear message because everything is energy. So you've got to program it and tell it what you want it to do so that it can work with you. And also like talk to it and be good to it and don't just let it sit around. Another really good tip that I've gotten is don't have more crystals than you're able to take care of because then they kind of just sit around, don't really have a purpose. And if they're not loved and cared for, they're not really going to be doing their job very well. So I've gotten carried away. I have so many crystals in my home, like so many. And I have to say, like, call myself out here. I do have more crystals than I'm able to give energy to and take good care of, but I think that's okay too, because as long as you know, they're maybe not at their fullest potential, then they're also just really pretty and decorative. And I think they're beautiful to have around and that feels really good. So love my crystals, love meditating with them. What I love most about them is that they absorb energy so I can hold them in my hand. I can put them on my heart. I can put them on my stomach and I can literally feel energy soaking into them. Like energy from my day, if I have a really long or bad day, I put my crystals on my body and they soak in that negative energy and it literally pulls it out of me. Or I was meditating the other day and I had my crystal on my chest, my rainbow rainbow moonstone. And the rainbow moonstone helped me connect to my soul and my higher self. And my soul, actually, I felt it like jumping into the crystal. And because the crystal was on my heart, it helped me connect my soul to my heart. And then through the crystal... That part of my soul, which was like this beautiful Native American woman with this gorgeous flower headdress that I actually talked about in my last solo episode, because I'll never forget it. The vision was so strong. Through my crystal, she jumped into my body and now she's in me, helping guide me, helping me live my best life. And it feels really good. So all sorts of things there with crystals. That's one thing I wanted to tell you has really enhanced my life through having this podcast because having this podcast is what has opened me up spiritually and gotten me to where I am now. Some other incredible people I would like to name who've taught me so much about spirituality and my spiritual journey are Kelsey Patel, beautiful Reiki master, I did my Reiki 1 training with and really want to do Reiki 2 soon. She's just an incredible teacher. She's been on this podcast a couple times and we've hosted a retreat together that many of you guys came to and it was so special and I really can't wait to do another one with Kelsey and just retreats in general um, when I'm 
able to hold space in a better way. Because during that retreat, it was the beginning of me getting really sick. And I was not able to hold space in the way that I would have liked to. But the people there were so incredible. I don't even think it mattered because we had such a good time just connecting no matter what. And people that I'll remember forever, such beautiful friends. So Kelsey was on episode 43 and episode 62 of this podcast. Reiki is a beautiful practice. If you learn it and do Reiki one, which just takes a day, you can do Reiki on yourself. It's energy healing through the hands and it's so real. Like I have had pain completely leave my body. I've had exhaustion completely leave my body from Reiki, specifically from Kelsey. And I think it's something everybody should experience. I've seen my skeptical, non-spiritual friends. Well, everybody's spiritual, but you know what I mean. Have a session with Kelsey and cry and be transformed. I think Reiki is so special and anyone who practices Reiki is just in tune with their inner healer. And I believe that we're all healers. So it's one way to connect to that divine healing within us and to connect to our highest self and to the divine in general. So Reiki and Kelsey has been another thing that's changed my life. I talked about Kundalini in the last solo episode, but Guru Jagat, who was on this show, has definitely been like a teacher who I've connected to deeply, as well as Tage, who teaches here in LA. Guru Jagat was on episode 81. I need to have Tage on this podcast. Actually, talk about like divine timing and signs. I've been thinking about Tage lately because she's taught me so much. She was a student of Yogi Bhajan who brought Kundalini Yoga to the West. And she's truly, I would say, the most powerful Kundalini Yogi in Los Angeles. She's older and she's full of wisdom. Um, I've been thinking about her a lot. I've been thinking about how I need to get back into Kundalini. I've even said that on the podcast. And the other night when Jonathan and I went to Bree's breathwork class at the Den in Hollywood, who was walking out the back of the Den right where we parked? We parked in this really funny place that was actually like probably not even legal to park Jonathan's car in, but we parked there anyway. And right as we parked there, Tage came out of like this little back door of the den. And I was so excited to see her. I was like, hi, Tage. And she waved and she said, you look so cute. And I was just like, oh my God, I look cute in my aloe clothes. Like she made me feel so special. Um, Even though I am sure she did not remember me because I haven't been to her class in forever. And so many people take her classes, um, but it was such a special divine moment. And I chose to see it as a miracle, as a sign, as we talk about here in this episode, because I could have just seen it as a coincidence, but I don't believe there are any coincidences in this life. Kundalini's trying to get back in my life. And it was also just an affirmation that I was in the right place and Doing that breathwork class was a good choice, even though for me, it was nighttime and I never, ever, ever leave really like the west side of LA at night because my body requires 
a certain schedule right now. And I didn't eat dinner until like 1030 and I felt like a mess, but it was just where I was supposed to be. And that was one of the signs. So Jonathan and I did that breathwork class with Bree, last week's podcast guest. If you haven't listened, you have to. She's a spiritual medium and channel and she channels the Pleiadians and she's truly living her most aligned life in so many ways. So we did the breathwork class. It was so powerful. I had like Pleiadian aliens entering my body, sharing messages with me about how to reconnect with my family. Well, parts of my family that I'm not connected to right now and different things I could do to make them feel special and make them feel seen and heard. And it was so good. And Jonathan had a really powerful experience too, where he had like so many eye-opening moments and he felt his grandfather's spirit with him. And it was beautiful. And he saw animals and, and all sorts of things. And this was just from breath work. It was so powerful. So the next day, I believe because I did the breath work and I was such an open channel because of that amazing experience that Brie led for us. And I was so connected to my soul and myself. I went into the hair salon where I was getting my hair done from my beautiful friend, Kelsey, who I've been friends with since I was a child. We met at Sunday school. B'nai Israel, shout out. Kelsey's boyfriend, when we were in high school, passed away very sadly and tragically. And a few times I've been able to channel him, but I've never been able to control like when. So, I mean, at inopportune times, let's just say I have channeled him and he's had tons of messages for Kelsey and I've told her stuff like when she was at the airport and I was at the airport, but not at the same airport. And that's not the best time because we were traveling and like it was emotional stuff. But this time, Alex came through really clearly and had beautiful messages to share with Kelsey and everything he said, especially the things that didn't make any sense to me. And I was like, oh, I don't really know what this is going to mean, Kelsey, but he's talking about this color. She's like, that's his favorite color. Everything that he had was in that color. Of course, he's talking about that color and different things. And it felt so good and so exciting to be able to bring her some healing that was needed for her and for him. And the cool thing is what he was showing me is that he's literally always with her. And he's sending me all these chills right now, full body chills, which is always the confirmation that I get from the other side, from the angels, when something that I'm saying is really true and really affirmed by them. So he wanted her to know he's always with her. He's with her more than she could ever even imagine. And like, obviously more than he would be, even if he was here on this earth right now. And he guides her and she's so strong and, and he's her angel. So she is so strong. I love her. She's going to be doing hair for my wedding. Um, such incredible things. So I really attribute 
how open I was that day to Bree's breathwork class. So she's another amazing podcast guest that you guys should check out if you didn't listen to that episode. She also has a psychic boot camp. You can use the code BLONDE to get a discount there. Another thing that has really, really changed my life is human design. I've talked about it so much because it has changed my life. And if you've heard a lot about it on this podcast, and maybe it's become a huge part of your life too, then forgive me for bringing it up again. But I'm always surprised that when I share on Instagram about being a reflector, I get hundreds of questions every time. People are like, what is a reflector? And so I know you can never mention something too much because there's always a new audience coming for different reasons from different places. So human design is this incredible system that is based off of kind of like, it's similar to astrology in the sense that you need your birth time, your birthplace and your birthday in order to find out your human design. There's five different energy types and one of them is a reflector, which is what I am. There's projectors, manifestors, generators, and manifesting generators. And to learn all about it, you can listen to my episodes with Jenna Zoe. We have her on episode 78. That's the one where we went really deep and talked about reflectors and and everyone else, but mostly reflectors for like two hours. And my life was forever changed because Jenna taught me certain things like the reflector strategy is to wait 28 days, a full moon cycle to make any huge decisions, which really rings true for me as I make decisions very spontaneously and commit to huge things before I actually know if I want to do them or not. And reflectors were so sensitive. We we are so connected to the moon and to the earth that we just need that time to see how we really feel and see if we're not maybe just taking on someone else's energy a little bit. And that's why we're making a decision. So then we had Jenna back for episode 114. And then we had her on episode 131 with Dara, where we talked about astrogeography, which is a whole other amazing spiritual avenue that you guys can look into there on episode 131. So I could go on and on about all the different practices that I've learned from these amazing spiritual teachers. There's also Marianne DeMarco who rocked my world with the most accurate psychic reading I've ever had where she was like channeling my family and saying things that were so accurate. I was like, how could you ever know these things? So that was episode 42. And she came back on episode 99 and she teaches that we're all able to get in touch with our intuitions and we're all psychic. And basically she's like, Jordan, you're psychic. I'm going to teach you how to automatic write. So automatic writing is when you write in your journal to your angels, to the other side, and you kind of just let go of all your inhibitions and you clear your head and you write whatever comes through and they have messages for you. And especially as a writer, that felt like a really good, really natural way to channel. And that's how I now channel the Pleiadians. 
I'm finally circling back to that. I don't think I ever did before. So channeling the Pleiadians feels really good. They're sending me all sorts of chills and tingles right now. Um, They're such beings of light. Like I was saying, they only have messages of pure happiness and goodness for us. So like when I had Lacey Phillips on this podcast most recently, and she was talking about how she can sense when a place is haunted and she's connected to spirits that sometimes haunt her and sometimes are not feeling good to her, which can be scary. But then she learned that her vibration is so high and so light that nothing that dark and scary is ever going to connect to her. And that's how I feel. And that's how I keep from getting scared of it too, is that anyone who's trying to make contact Yes, they can be a little dark and you can release them into the light. But for the most part, everyone who's going to make contact with you is light and they have something to teach you and something to share. And that's why I have surprised many of my spiritual teachers because I'm not scared, even though I've opened up so rapidly. I'm just not scared of anything at this point. Because I know that my soul lives in such a beautiful place. I've seen it and I see it now. And I do have now again, these full body chills and it feels exciting to be talking about this because I feel like I'm finally talking about the most authentic content that I could ever share with you guys, which is stuff that I want everybody to know just because I think it can make everybody feel happier and live happier lives. And I want that for me and I want that for everybody. And we can all heal. If we're sick, we can all be our own healers. Learning to be my own healer has been magnificent. It has been the main thing that has just like really escalated my Lyme healing journey. So I'll be doing ayahuasca again soon at the end of May. And I'm excited. I might even be doing it sooner than that. Actually, the person who I'm doing it with just texted me, but she texted me about something else, but I was hoping that it was that. Um, Sadie Adams, she's incredible. She's been on this podcast too. She does shamanic facials. So ayahuasca, super life-changing. If you're thinking about doing it, I would see if the medicine feels like it's calling to you. You'll know when it's the right time to do it. If you're thinking about reaching out to me and asking me who I do it with, I can't share with you. I'm sorry because for legal reasons, my shaman does not want me to and does not allow me to or else I would, but I know that you'll find your person and your group that you're meant to do it with. So just trust that that situation, that person, that circle will come. And let's see here. I'm trying to think what else I want to share because there's so much to share, but what else do I want to share specifically right now? I kind of want to do an experiment where I channel either my higher self or the Pleiadians for you guys. I'm just going to ask really quick I'm going to ask my guides what I should do. Okay. Okay, they're saying that the Pleiadians want to come through. So I'm just going to close my eyes and hold my crystal. 
and breathe and see what comes through. And I just want you guys to know, I don't usually do this. I always quite do this in my journal. So let's just see what happens. It just feels right. It feels exciting. Okay, so I'm asking the Pleiadians, what do you want our Soul on Fire listeners to know if there's one thing that you can share today? And they're saying, hi, we're so excited to be here. We are honored that Jordan is calling us in and we're excited that she's finally listening to us in a new way. We want everyone to know that you can heal on deep levels when you meditate and you draw inward. And you go inside of yourself to find your own answers. Your own answers always exist. There is a state of being that you can exist in that is so happy and so bright and so good. And we're sending this through Jordan's mouth in her words so that you can understand it because clearly you resonate with her voice and that's why you're here. A lot of her voice is us. She's always channeling us even when she doesn't know that she is. We're always with her. We want you all to pick pick a color that will be your healing color and envision that color when you're meditating. It will envelop you in that bright bubble of light, that very color that you choose. Jordan's color is purple. She can see it right now. It's the only thing she can see. Hold a crystal. Let the energy of the crystal crystal pulsate through your hands. You'll feel it pulsating through your body. And that's how you'll know that you're connected to something deeper than you, to the divine. You're always connected to something so much deeper than you. You're always connected to a higher place. You're always connected to everything that came before you and everything that comes after you. And everything about this life is so simple. We make it so hard. Humans, we make it so hard, but it's truly so simple. We're always here for you. Pick up the pen. You can write. You can talk to us tonight. If you're listening to this podcast, that means that you're already meant to be in contact with us and we're here. Okay, thank you, Jordan. Jordan, now, thank you to the Pleiadians. Is there anything else that you want to share with us briefly before you go? Okay, well, what they're saying to me is that I am healed and that I no longer need to identify with with sickness. Okay. All right, and now they're sending chills up and down my whole entire body. All right. Wow. Thank you, Pleiadians. Well, guys, Jordan here, I'm pretty speechless. That was very interesting. That was amazing. I was closing my eyes, holding my crystal. It was pulsating through my hand, um, through my whole arm. And 
my eyes were closed and I was seeing like a blanket of purple light and my head was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was like I was watching like a virtual reality TV screen or something like that. And that was like one of the first times I've ever channeled out loud the Pleiadians. So like they were saying, they sent it through my words in a way so that maybe it they knew that that would resonate. I mean, that was really cool. That was really, really cool. And I don't even want to say this because I don't ever want to defend anything, but I want to say if that is channeling is new to you and something that you don't really believe in, you can always take it with a grain of salt, take it for whatever it is. But we always have higher beings that are trying to speak through us and especially those of us who identify as empaths and highly sensitive people. And when we let those beings channel through us, they're happy and we're happy and everybody's happy and everyone needed to get that message. So it's cool what they said that if you're here listening and I'm talking about the Pleiadians, then you too are meant to be connected to them. And that makes a lot of sense to me. And they're still sending me like chills up and down. I have goosebumps like all over, all over. They're even getting more intense. So that's a message that hopefully resonates with you. I think that's cool what they said. Um, Picking a color and letting that color envelop you while you meditate. I'm going to do that tonight instead of my usual Joe Dispenza meditation. My color is purple. I mean, I could see it like it was like splashing and cascading all around me. It was so beautiful, purple and white, but I suppose I can start with one color. So that was really cool. Anything else here that I want to say before we close out? Yeah, I mean, this spiritual journey for me is unfolding more and more every day. I feel really good with this episode because the last episode I was very frustrated because my computer canceled out so much of what I was saying and I didn't get to go into the detail that I wanted to. And today I feel like I got to kind of catch you up to speed to more recent spiritual experiences and other things that have helped me a lot holding the vision of the future, which is a Joe Dispenza theory. And um, the way that he teaches his meditations has been really helpful to me. It's really helping me heal. This manifestation course is channeling through like wildfire. And so are so many other things like this fiction novel, which is exciting and ultimately a memoir. So just envisioning myself writing, spending every day writing and reconnecting to myself as a writer rather than an influencer, even though I never quite identified with being an influencer. I am a blogger and a podcaster. So I am an influencer. I see myself as a writer and I want to spend every day connecting to that part of myself. So That's a huge part of my spiritual journey and what I've learned a lot lately through a lot of Oprah's podcast guests and different things is that when we're creating art from a place like deep within our hearts that feels like we're just in the flow, that is no different than communing with God and 
that's no different than spirituality, really. It's it's all that is like the highest spiritual state that you can be in. So ah, I'm so excited to take you guys along for this ride and to be on this ride. And can we just stop and appreciate that the Pleiadians told me that I'm healed and I'm not sick anymore, which is what like my angels have been trying to tell me for a while. They were telling me that through my friend, Nikki. Yeah, I think I'm just actually over here trying to wrap my head around the fact that they said that I'm healed because my angels have been telling me for a while that I'm healed and that I need to stop identifying with being sick. But I've been like so confused because I don't feel sick. I mean, sorry, I don't, (laughs) I do feel sick. I do. I'm not like choosing to identify with feeling sick. I just do feel sick. So that's the confusion to me is that I wake up like so exhausted and I'm not trying to identify with being sick. I'm trying to identify with being healed, but I still physically, I I know that there's still a lot of like Lyme and infections in my body, but maybe I need to stop telling myself that. Maybe I need to completely stop identifying with that. And something super powerful that I've learned about healing just like lately um, is that maybe I am healed and this is my new normal. And not to say that I'm like, my new normal is like not having energy, but my new normal is just a really different life than than I used to live. and that's actually a good thing because now I focus on the things that really matter. I used to focus on all sorts of outer approval and events and putting other people before myself all the time. So maybe I can embrace this new normal and that's how I'm going to heal. I mean, if I just live every day, like the exact life that I want to live, that makes me feel really good then I will be healed and I am healed. So Pleiadians don't lie. I'm going to listen. I've got this. I'm healed. So wow. Wow, wow, wow. Powerful. Um, So maybe what would be cool sometime in the future, once I get more used to channeling, because that was like a test run, but that was still cool. Maybe I can channel for one of you guys on Skype and we can record it for the podcast. That would be cool. So, wow, so many good things to come. So now it's 10 p.m. It is kind of my bedtime, but I can kind of tell that it's going to be a night where I'm up really late and that's fine. Just learning to accept whatever comes my way. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up. This spiritual journey is ongoing and there's a lot more to share. If you're interested in learning about the manifestation course that I'll be launching as soon as it's ready to completely flow, you can email jane at thebalancedblonde.com. She'll put you on our list. And if you like this podcast, 
leave a rating and review on iTunes. It's really helpful to me. I'll send you my blogging tips and tricks document or my yoga ebook, which is 200 pages of yoga flow. It's awesome. So rate and review and subscribe. Actually, screenshot those things and email them to me, Jordan at thebalancewand.com and I'll send you that free gift as a thank you. And join our soul on fire podcast tribe to meet friends from all over the world on facebook and we also have a high vibe chronic lyme and chronic illness tribe on facebook for those of us suffering with chronic illness or someone who loves someone with chronic illness and thank you to our sponsors thrive market and silver fern guys can check the show notes for those discounts, do some shopping, get all the good stuff. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me channel. That was a first. That was cool. Thanks for listening to my story. I love you guys. I'm so grateful to have you here and we'll talk soon. Mwah.